0: Hi, I'm Amanda McClooney. And I'm April Klimkevich, and this is Her Step Forward, where we share stories from women who step up, step out, and step forward into
1: careers and lives they love. Steph Cartwright is a certified resume writer and the founder of Off the Clock Resumes, LLC. Since 2014, Steph has helped career-focused job seekers present themselves as the best fit for the job they want. She specializes in getting her clients through applicant tracking software, maximizing their networks and referral potential using LinkedIn, and eliminating the overwhelm from job searching with actionable job search plans. Steph completed her undergraduate degree in human resource management online at Western Governors University while growing her online business. She's certified by the Professional Association of Resume Writers and Career Coaches and an active member of the National Resume Writers Association. When she's not working, you'll either catch her lounging lakeside or cuddling her three dogs while watching Disney movies or something a bit nerdy like Harry Potter or Game of Thrones for the hundredth time. Welcome Steph.
2: Ah, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) We're so glad (laughs) you're here. Yeah,
1: we're thrilled. So to get us started, I'm going to speak for many people out there who say writing a resume is maybe one of the scariest, the most unfun things that we could think of. So Mm -hmm. how did you pick this career and and how did you know it was right for you?
2: (laughs) That's a great question because um, I never saw this as my career path uh, ever at any point, Um, but I always loved and was really good at writing. So, you know, whether, you know, in high school it was just writing essays and reports or uh, in my free time, I just, I always loved writing and I wanted to make it a career. And my support system at the time, you know, family, teachers, uh, friends, everyone was saying, well, if you want to go to school for writing, you're really only looking at teaching or journalism as a career. And none of those sounded good to me. So, (laughs) you know, I was really discouraged about it, kind of decided not to go that route. Um, But I I wanted to turn it into a career somehow. So at one point, um, I think it was like in 2013, I started freelancing, um, exploring, you know, different styles of writing as a freelancer. I mean, I did a little bit of everything. I did website copywriting, social media management. I even edited a manuscript for a college professor. So, I mean, I literally hit pretty much <laughs> every type of freelancing you can in the writing sphere. Right. And I fell into resume writing completely by accident. I responded to, I think it was a Craigslist ad for, you know, we're company online company seeking resume writers no experience needed we'll train you and Mm -hmm. take on as much work as you want and i thought "Eh, i'll give it a shot and you know the more i learned about resume writing you know i their training was just this short like four minute video oh wow (laughs) four (laughs) minutes oh yeah it it was short and it was they give you templates there were so many things wrong with the way they were set up but it did expose me to something new and you know The more I learned on my own, trying to research, you know, how to do better, uh, what training available was out there, tips for, you know, every bit of resume writing aspect there is. And the more I learned, the more it just clicked that I really love this. I, I love that it's strategic. I love that it's creative in a sense of branding, but there's also kind of this formula you're following to comply with best practices that actually work. And it just, it clicked for me. It's like this creative, technical form of writing that I've just really loved and it turned out I was pretty good at it and I was getting, you know, more interviews from my clients fairly quickly and early on and yeah, it just it just sort of clicked
1: and I've just kind of rolled with it ever since. I love that. That is so cool that you stumbled into it. You weren't sure if you were going to like it and it turned out to be like your thing. It's your calling. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I, I, I mean, I can't tell you how rewarding it is for me to be able to create something great for a client where to me, it's just writing, but to mm-hmm. them, it's a confidence booster. It makes them feel good. It helps them advance in their career. I mean, it's just, it's so fulfilling in such a, a way that I never anticipated it would be. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Steph, it's, it's so funny what you said and what Amanda echoed because I say the same thing about my career path that I just kind of fell backwards into career counseling and coaching coming at it from mental health counseling.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I don't think anybody says like, well, when I grow up, I want to help other people with their careers. But yeah, right. here we are.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even know resume writers existed before that Craigslist ad. I mean, and I've run into a lot of people who are like, You do what for a living, you're, you're a what? and people actually pay you for that I mean it's I, it's still something that just seems so bizarre or just not something that everybody knows about for some mm-hmm. reason, um, but it's become my lifestyle, my, my normal, so it it's yeah, it just it just clicked
1: cool well, to both of your points though I think that it's so cool that you have stumbled upon these careers. You know, um, Steph, you as being a resume writer and April as a career coach, because it takes a lot of the pressure off of people who are like, oh my gosh, I just have to get a new job or I have to figure out my career, you know, and I don't even know where to begin because job searching is one of the most stressful things that I can think of. It's right up there with like shop shopping for a new car or you know what I mean like it's stressful nobody really enjoys it (laughs) yeah no
2: and and it can be really discouraging you know when you put so much time and effort into trying to figure it out and doing what you think is the right thing to do what you're supposed to be doing and then just getting no results you're not seeing any movement forward in your job search it's so discouraging I work with so many people that are just like so adamantly discouraged
0: I bet. And you kind of mentioned this a little bit when you were talking about kind of helping people figure this kind of stuff out. But maybe you can just go into a little bit more detail about some of those positive side effects for you and for your clients besides them walking away with a stellar resume.
2: Absolutely. So, one of the things that I never anticipated being a result of working with a resume writer is I've had clients tell me, like, even recently, that their resume gave them this new sense of confidence moving forward. I mean, it's just seeing all of their strengths and achievements that they didn't even realize were there written down and in front of them. And they're like, Oh, wow, I'm, I'm way more awesome than I thought I was. (laughs) And, you know, it's just that new sense of confidence. You know, I, I recently worked with a federal job seeker and he hadn't applied for a federal job before and that's a whole different style of resume writing in itself but he felt like he gave me so little to work with and he already seemed really discouraged and he had just started his job search and and the the best or the immediate feedback I got from him is I feel so much more confident moving forward in this job search now I wish I gave you more information to work with just seeing what you were able to do with so little you know and just giving that just giving them that confidence to be able to be like, okay, I got this. I can apply. I, I sound pretty good. I, I clearly have these strengths I didn't realize I had, and I can present them now in a way that sounds really good and polished. And it's just that overall confidence. I love giving my clients, which I never even realized I was giving them or could have given them, which is a piece of paper, or I, I guess it's not even really printed anymore. So a, a file, <laughs> a digital file. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and you know when you think about it, when you're when you're looking at it from the perspective of I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't know if I'm writing my resume right. I don't know if anybody's going to look at this and care. And you have a professional help you. You automatically are like, okay. <laughs> I know I'm not making big mistakes. I know that I am at least speaking to the job description or the job announcement. I know that I am at least in the running for this job, which I think is like everybody's biggest fear.
2: I run into a lot of clients that almost disqualify themselves before they even try, because they look at a job posting and they're like, I'm only 60% or 50% qualified. So why would I even bother? Well, you know, it's, it's just changing that mindset to, when when job seekers realize that they don't necessarily have to have every qualification listed, they don't have to be that unicorn, that, that ideal client that has everything on their checklist, and, and you can focus on the things that you do have that makes you a strong candidate, and you can downplay the things that are a little less relevant or distracting from the fact that you can be a strong candidate, you know, just seeing all that can really be an eye-opening experience for my clients and, and help with boosting that confidence and help them with, you know, not being afraid to apply for jobs that they think, well, I'm not even going to be considered because I don't have X, Y, and Z when I have ABC, you know, it's, it's just changing that mindset that that's been a big piece of what I've had to work with my clients on.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Steph, I'm so glad that you brought up this point about, you don't have to have everything that is mentioned in the job advertisement. And this is something April and I have talked about on so many episodes. And and we were actually just talking about this with another one of our guests on season three. Women have a tendency, especially, to not apply for things if they feel like I'm not 100% of what this job ad is looking for. And men don't have that same struggle, I think, a lot of times as women. Like maybe, you know, if if women want to be like 90% or 100%, then I feel oftentimes like men are okay to apply if they're at 50 or 60%. And I'm so glad that you're pointing out that you can apply if you have 50%. Like there's no need to hold yourself back. Right. It's
2: just reframing how you're going to position yourself. So if your ultimate goal is to position yourself as the best fit for the job, then you're not going to talk about the details or, you know, elaborate on the details that are not what they're looking for. You're going to focus on what they are looking for that you do have. And you know, just try to position yourself the best that you can. I mean, it's, if you think about it, the job search, you, you've got different audiences you're trying to appease. There's employer software, there's the HR person, and then there's the person who's likely interviewing you or the direct supervisor. So it's mm-hmm. it's a balancing act. You can't just put all of your eggs in one basket thinking, well, if I list that I have all of these qualifications, I'll get through the software. If I don't have all those qualifications, I won't get through the software. Well, there's also going to be a human reader at some point. So you've Mm -hmm. just got to consider the different elements, the different aspects that really affect you moving forward in the Mm -hmm. job search. It's not it's not quite as black and white as you think it is. I like that. That's
1: great advice. So, Steph, um, switching gears a little bit you mentioned to us that you got into the resume business through a Craigslist app, but now you have your own business. So Mm -hmm. can you talk to us a little, like what were some of the unexpected things that happened along your way, you know, as you're creating and building your own business and being an entrepreneur?
2: Yeah. So the first unexpected thing really was how I got into building my business in the first place. So I was freelancing and at the time I was positioning myself as a freelancer for um, blogging and social media management. And I was actually reached out to someone on LinkedIn to for what they described as basically my dream job at the time, which was to do the blog content and social media for a company. And this was going to be for a startup. And, well, let let me skip ahead to the unfortunate truth, which was that that particular employer was a scam artist. Mm-hmm. And I quit my full-time cushioned job to basically work for him for two weeks. He wasn't going to pay me,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, along with the other uh, people that we were working with. And I basically, after those two weeks, I came to the conclusion all right, I either need to go grovel for my full-time job back (laughs) or I take this resume writing thing that I've been building that I really enjoy more than anything else and run with it and build something from it. So I decided to start my business at that point and that's how off-the-clock resumes began. And it was an eye-opening experience because I really wasn't planning to start my own business. I didn't think I was really in a position to... To take that next step, but I had no choice. It was either that or grovel for a job I hated, a job I knew I had no future in. It was just to pay the bills, and it just, it wasn't for me, and I knew that, and so I had to make that decision in a very, um, uh, challenging situation, um, <laughs> uncomfortable situation. I don't know the best way to describe that <laughs> whole, uh, chapter of my history.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, we've all had those chapters. Yeah. <laughs> in one way or another. It's true.
2: So, another thing that was really eye-opening with building my business, you know, once I had it going is I had it in my head that I needed to be bigger than I was. I needed to brand myself as this big organization. I thought the the one woman show aspect wasn't going to be good enough that wasn't going to make me credible. It wasn't going to make me, you know, worth working with. So I had this whole perspective that i had had this big business appearance. And so I tried uh, hiring contractors when granted, I barely even had enough work for myself, but I thought, you know, if I have these contractors, it's going to look way better, way more convincing to my clients and it's going to bring me more business. Yeah. That, that wasn't the truth at all. In fact, I am so OCD and I am so, I'll go so far as to say of a, a control freak that I found out hiring and working with contractors beneath me is not going to work. <laughs> and it's, just, it's, it's just not how I'm going to scale my business. So I ended up shifting to, you know, developing products. You know, if I can only handle so much workload in, in a period of time, you know, I've got these products that uh, can be a good alternative to services that I offer if I'm too busy, or you know, if I'm not a good fit for someone in the time frame that they need something. And and so that's been the the latest shift in my business was really learning. Oh, I can sell products and still write resumes and have more of this well-rounded approach to solving different job search issues. Whether it's budget, whether it's time constraint, you know, I I can serve in these other areas too um that was something i really had never planned on i never really thought products in this sphere of what i do um but it's been it's been a really exciting uh, transition for me especially in the last year with um the products i've developed and been promoting alongside my services as well so th- those have been a couple of the the different uh ups and downs with my business and the lessons that i've learned so far
0: i really appreciate you mentioning Having such pride in the quality of your work. And for people listening and who are wondering, Steph and I don't compete with each other. I don't write resumes, <laughs> Steph doesn't do career coaching. So, um, you know, I, I'm happy to guide people who want to write their own resumes. But for those that want their resumes written, I refer to Steph. And she is, I, I feel really good about the quality of her product. And um, I feel very comfortable sending people to her. And so, Steph, I'm really glad that you mentioned that. And as, you know, as we're like kind of thinking about that, we're thinking about the products that you're building in addition to the services that you offer, I'd love to know what you're the most excited about for the future of off-the-clock resumes.
2: That is so hard to answer. I mean, my business has shifted so much. It's evolved so much since I started six years ago. I mean, where I'm at now is not even where I imagined it could be six years ago. So, I mean, looking forward to the future, I'm like, I have no idea where I'm going to be. I, I don't even know what to be excited for because things change so rapidly. And I mean, if anything, I'm I'm looking to the future of, you know, how online profiles are eventually going to fully replace resume writing. So whereas I say I'm a certified resume writer in the future, that may not be my title. I I may be having to change what I offer because of how shifting and evolving the job search itself becomes. I mean, LinkedIn just in the last five years has really taken off and changed, um, you know, with, the integration of automation and artificial intelligence. It's just, it's changing so much so quickly. I mean, five years from now, I have no idea if my title is going to be resume writer or if they're even going to be collecting resumes at that point. It's (laughs) it's so hard to say what I'm excited for because I have no idea what's going to happen. And I kind of like that. I like having a bit of that unknown in my field and knowing that what I'm doing this year is probably going to be so different than what I'm going to be doing next year and the year after that. in in a positive way. You know, it's not, it's not something that concerns me. It's just, I get to learn something else. I get to grow and evolve with my business, which has been really exciting.
0: It is such a changing field and being able to stay on top of what is going on and be able to, and I know that you help people with, you know, their LinkedIn, profiles and things like that as well and so I feel like that is um, just so important to be able to look to the future and say hey whatever it brings I'm here for that.
2: Yeah absolutely and you know just I, I work with so many colleagues that really push you know don't even bother with your resume just network just network and you know get your foot in the door but that's just still not the nature of what the job search is right now. I mean, that's just not how hiring processes are working right now. So, you know, trying to meet my clients where their needs are now and preparing them for what will be coming has been really fun for me. I love learning and I feel like this this business has forced me to just continually have to learn. I mean, I'm constantly taking courses, I'm uh, training through my organization and elsewhere, just trying to stay on top of things so that not only can... We tackle the the challenges now, but we can think ahead and get ready for the challenges that are coming instead of waiting until they're here and you just you're kind of stuck.
1: So, Steph, knowing that you have a business to run as an entrepreneur, you're keeping up with all of the the trends and how things are changing when it comes to resumes and even social sites like LinkedIn, and you're a dog mom. (laughs) So you're balancing a lot, and that can be hard when you have both a business and the rest of your life. So what are some of the ways that you stay grounded when you feel like things are getting a little overwhelming?
2: You know, I'm glad you bring that up because something that I don't talk very openly about, especially on social media for my business because I'm a pretty private person, but I have struggled with depression and anxiety for years. And my business has in a lot of ways contributed to that. And because I, you know, I have had such a hard time over the years, I'm better at it now, granted, but over the years separating the success in my business from my self-worth and what I value myself as, you know, and that's a big part of that anxiety and just and feeling so linked to, you know, my achievements or what I deem success um, on a business level as well as a personal level, and so, you know, a couple of years ago, it really did come down on me where I just had to step away, and I had to get some help. I had to, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to go to therapy. I'm not afraid to get the help that I need, and, and I had to really focus on that for about six to nine months, just really getting myself to a place where I could manage it all, and, you know, in, integrating some self-care routines, um, trying to read more, spend more time, um, growing personally, not just business, but just the interests that are non business related uh, trying to find a balance health wise and really focusing on my health too that 's always been something that 's been very low on my list of priorities. Um, I think for a period of time, you know my priorities were you know business marriage health, and that 's definitely not healthy so you know it's been it 's been definitely a shift trying to take care of myself so that I can bring my absolute best to my husband, to my family, to my friends, and then, of course, to my clients. But just making sure that those priorities are in order as they should be has been something I've had to learn gradually over time.
1: I appreciate your honesty with it. I know, you know, women in general probably struggle a little more maybe than than men when it comes to feeling like you know I have to do it all and then we end up like over rowing the boat so you know, it's, it's important to, like you said, take that step back, reprioritize, okay, what really needs to be my first focus, and then, you know, resume things from there and, and focus on on trying to keep that balance, and it's not easy, so no, thank you for sharing it's, that. <laughs> it's really
2: not easy, and it's, it's one of those things where, you know, sometimes a lot of it has to do with how you were raised and how you've viewed other, uh, women figures in your life growing up. And, you know, my mom, for example, she's a superwoman. She, she always did everything, you know, she, she ran her own business. So I, I, that was my first experience with entrepreneurism or, you know, uh, business ownership while raising me while doing everything else, you know, she, she was just a powerhouse. So just seeing that growing up, I mean like, Oh, that's what a woman has to be. That that's what I have to be. Mm -hmm. And finding, you know, my mom and I still argue back and forth. You know, I, I, she's off. It's a different, it's a generational thing. I totally understand that. But when I tell her about self care, all she hears is you're being selfish. And it's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) There's a difference between self care and selfishness. And she's in her mind, she's like putting so much emphasis on your own well being. That's selfish. Just trying to convince her, you know, that that's not true. You know, I can't serve my husband. I can't serve my clients. I can't serve others in my life if I'm an empty glass, you know, and just making sure I'm filling up the things that are going to drive me forward and make me my best self, that has to be a priority or else I'm no good to anybody. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: I love the analogy. Um, you know, thinking about airline flights, which nobody has probably been on for a really long time (laughs) due to (laughs) COVID-19, but we all know how the, the safety video or, um, you know that that goes where you have to put on your own oxygen mask before you can right. put on anybody else's for them if you're knocked out because you can't breathe <laughs> right. you can't help somebody else and so you know, and just to um agree with you emphatically, I'm a huge proponent proponent of therapy I'm a huge proponent of um making sure that we are all. Coming to life with the tools we need to move through it in a way that serves ourselves and other people. And why not learn some extra tools? For me, I just think that it's such a valuable resource.
2: Absolutely. I agree.
0: Well, and I guess on that note, Steph, and you know, we're just so excited that you can be here to share all of these ideas that I think will be really helpful for other women. We'd love to know what your best piece of advice is for women who are
2: looking to take their next step forward. Absolutely. You know, it, it's, it's something I've discovered from my own um, my own journey, not just in business ownership, but just, you know, growing up myself, you know, in, in every sense of the word. Knowledge is power. You know, if, if you're feeling stuck, whether that's in your career, in your job search, in in any area of your life. If you're feeling stuck, find out why, reflect on it, figure out why. And if you're not happy with where you are, do something about it, even if it's small, you know, even if it's just, you know, as, as simple as, you know, having a conversation with an employer about how things, how you're feeling about, you know, where you're at in your career, you know, a small step like that, or, you know, maybe it is taking a bigger leap and making a major career change. You know, if you're not, happy about it, if you're not happy with where you are, you don't have to settle, you know, just make one small movement forward, you know, figure out what that problem is and then do something about it. That's, that's ultimately what I think has helped me move forward the most.
1: I love that.
0: I think that's great advice. And I think, you know, taking action in a direction is going to get you somewhere. If it's not the right thing, you're going to know, and then you can course correct. And if it is the right thing, awesome, you started. So I think that's really great advice. And with that, we want to say thanks to everybody for joining us today. And Steph, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with us.
2: Oh, anytime. And thank you. Thank you again so much for having me.
0: Our pleasure. As always, we're looking forward to sharing more stories soon. In the meantime, check out our website at HerStepForward.com or follow us on Instagram at HerStepForward for all the latest updates. If you'd like to reach out to us, shoot us a message on Instagram or email us at infoherstepforward.com. At See you next time.